Hey everyone, this is George Kroos. Thank you for joining me at the Innovators Mindset Podcast. Really excited to have you here today. And I'm sharing some ideas on some of these misconceptions about innovation and education. But I'm going to actually start off uh, with a quote by a friend of mine, uh, Sine Bell, someone I really look up to. She's a principal at a school, uh, I think, in the Houston area in, in Texas. And this is actually from her book, Be Excellent on Purpose. And this is one of my favorite quotes of 2019. She says, students should have rich, relevant, and authentic experiences at school across the board. If every educator in every school pursued excellence instead of allowing excuses about what students can and cannot do, we would meet the needs of all students. Our goal has to be to create schools where excellence is the standard. Now, this is an absolutely amazing quote. This is something that in my work I strive to do in the work that I do with students, with educators, but what does this actually have to do with the concept of innovation and education? And the whole reason I actually am bringing this up is I, I saw an article and I just kind of was in passing about how innovation in education is overrated, how it is a ridiculous concept. And so the first thing for me is, well, how how do we actually see the concept of innovation? Do we see it about the stuff? Do we see it about, you know, these really cool, flashy ideas? Or do we see it about the people, about the work that we do? And so in the book, The Innovator's Mindset, I define the concept of innovation as doing new and better things. That's it. And so when you think of it that way, and you connect it to Sine's quote, is that where she says, our goal has to be create, to create schools where excellence is the standard. And she's not talking about schools only as a whole. That's part of it. But it's, it's actually seeing each individual student that they are getting new and better opportunities to really push themselves to really think about that concept. And so when you think of innovation as looking at new and better ways of how we do things, then it is imperative to the work that we do. But if you look at innovation as flashy technology, then yeah, I would actually agree that it's not necessary. So it's really the concept of innovation that that really matters. And I think that one of the things that I've really worked myself over with and really have been cognizant of in my own language and how I talk about innovation is I used to speak about the term traditional practice and I would use that in the connotation of traditional equals bad. So I would say things like, you know, oh, these teachers are very stuck in, you know, very traditional ways. And the reality of it is traditional practice is not necessarily bad. Bad practice is bad. Now, I'm sure we could identify some practices that have been in schools for 20, 30, 40 plus years that we would deem as traditional that are bad. I'm sure those can be identified. But let's actually shift our thinking to some of the traditional practices that are actually really good. And so, for example, I always use this as a really exemplary, exemplary sorry for the pronunciation, uh, concept of traditional practice that is still really good. The concept of storytelling. Storytelling is probably one of the oldest practices in teaching and learning in the entire world. Yet 
to this day, we know the power of storytelling that if you, if you can tell a, a riveting story, you can connect in a powerful way, it will stick with people in a long time. And I'm not against lecture, I'm against bad lecture. And I think that when we use lecture and we use it to tell a story, it can actually really connect and in a way that some very forward thinking practices don't actually work. And so when we think of traditional equals bad and innovation equals good, that's not really a, a way that we should be looking at teaching and learning. We should be looking at what is good practice, what, what works for students as a whole and students as individuals. And so some traditional practices will actually work really well with students, but some won't. And so if we're going to that Sine quote of making sure that we strive for excellence in every student, that means we're going to have to really think about what are we doing with each individual student and, and how do we do this? And so how do we connect? And so sometimes the traditional practice will work. Sometimes a, a new and better or innovative practice will work, but we have to make sure of those concepts. And I think one of the, one of the pushbacks that I've got on the term of innovation is, well, how do you know it's better? Well, the reality is that is not for me to decide. It depends on what you're looking at. And so some people, when they talk about innovation, they use test scores as the measure. So if that's how you want it to see if you're doing better, that's, that's up to you. For me, it's really looking at the student as a whole and, and seeing what their learning looks like. But let's, let's actually go outside education for a second. And I'll, I'll give you an example of something that I consider an innovation. If you look at the iPhone, if you look at the first iteration, when it first came out, it was actually an amazing innovation. But if I offered you the original iPhone right now, you probably wouldn't be interested. And so over time, when we know better and we have access to better, we create something better. So innovation to me can be either an intervention, something totally new, which is the original iPhone, or it can be an iteration, which is maybe the new one, which you're seeing more and more people interested in the photography, the video functions. And so they're constantly developing that. But the, the first iPhone would be something we're not interested in. But if you look at something like the Microsoft Zune, which was Microsoft's version of the iPod, yeah, it was a really cool thing at the time, but was it better than anything that existed? And if you don't know what the Zune is, you're probably making my point right now that we didn't see it as better. So new does not equal innovation. The new and better, the better part is the crucial part of this practice. And so the idea of innovation being something that's not needed in education, again, if you think of it only as technology, there's an issue. But when I look at the iPod or the iPhone and I use an example, the reality of it is the iPhone is not the innovation. It's the thinking behind the iPhone, which is the innovation. It's what led to creating it. So for example, the new iPhone with just an amazing camera, the ability to record video, that's probably because having an empathetic approach, Apple is seeing what people are looking for, what they're interested in, and they're seeing that camera really matters, that access to create videos, to, to not just watch videos on YouTube on their phone, but to actually create and, and be a part of this 
participatory world that we live in, that was important to them. So when you look at the thinking behind the iPhone, it's not the, the device that's actually the innovation, it's the thinking that created it. So I just wanna talk about some of these misconceptions when we talk about innovation and, and why we need to kind of debunk them. And so the first one is that we see innovation just as technology or how we use technology. And so if you think of it this way, then we get lost, right? So I'll give you an example of this. If you get a, uh, uh, some iPads for every student or a Chromebook for every student, that does open some doors for our students. But the reality is, what I've seen in many schools is that they'll get a Chromebook and they'll use them in a very traditional way. They're not opening up doors for our students that you know gives them the ability to create something new. This is one of the reasons I always talk about portfolios and I think they're really important is when you talk about portfolios, the reason behind is that yes, we have this product and now we can create a portfolio and going back to Sine's quote, that actually really helps each student to make something very unique and different to show their skills and abilities. So for example, I don't feel comfortable writing, so I decide I'm gonna do video and that can go in my portfolio. I don't feel comfortable with my face on a video screen, so I decide I'm gonna do podcasts. Whatever you have, it allows us to bring out the strengths and bring out the abilities of each student in front of us. And I think that's, when we talk about the technologies, the innovation, that's where we get lost. But what we do with it is where the innovation actually happens. But here's something I'm gonna challenge a little bit, is that there's often this idea that if we use technology in a way that we could have done something without it, for example, I'm now, substituting uh, writing with paper and pencil on a computer. That is not a good practice. But if I have a student who never will write anything on pencil and paper, and then I give them a Chromebook, and now all of a sudden they have the ability to write stuff, this is actually leading to new and better practice. So the question we always need to ask is, when we use these devices, are they transformational to the student? Does this give the student the opportunity to do something they could not do without it, as opposed to looking at the class as a whole? The next misconception is the idea that innovation is reserved only for the few, that only certain people are innovative and the rest of us are stuck in our traditional ways. And if you think of innovation is something that's not attainable for everyone, then can we actually achieve what Sine's quote is about? That idea that excellence is expected from all of us and for our students. And so when I have a student in front of me, I think what we have to start identifying is that many of the people that we might not deem as innovative because they don't fit a certain mold because maybe they don't use a ton of technology in their classroom. In reality, they're really innovative because they look at their students. They identify what their strengths are. They try to figure out things that they know in the past and remix them or do different iterations to meet the needs of the students right now. And so when we look at innovation as simply the use of technology, yeah, then of course not everyone's innovative. But when we see innovation as doing new and better things, we start to identify some of the practices that many teachers are doing right now. 
And so the way I see innovation, if it's about doing new and better things, this not only should be for a few people, but many of the people that we might deem as traditional are actually doing really innovative things and they've always done that in their practice. And so really let's think about that in the people that we work with and trying to find those practices that they're doing that are innovative and identifying that so they understand and see themselves in that light. And so the last one is that innovation is solely a product or about stuff. One of the things that I've noticed is many schools are getting identified as innovative. And what they'll be highlighted about is they have this amazing maker space or they've, again, going back to like, they have a device for every single kid. To me, that's not innovative. That's really putting up the facade that the stuff is about the innovation. If we look at innovation as a product or a thing, and we don't actually, it, it might be outside of education. For education, when we look at innovation, what we should be highlighting is what are our students doing? What are our students doing that they couldn't do before? What opportunities are they creating for themselves? And so I think that when you are highlighting the innovation that's happening in your organization, in your classroom, in your school, let's really identify and start to share those stories of practices that we're doing, things that people are doing, things that our students are doing that are really taking them to a next level to exemplify that excellence that Sine talks about. And I think that's where we have to get away from, I think that's where the article will stem from is that when we're talking about innovation, it's always about things, but we're not talking about what people are actually doing. And so I think that's something that we really need to get away from and really highlight. And one of the things that I believe is going back to the traditional practice, Stories are the fuel for innovation. The more we share the stories in our classrooms and our schools of what people are doing that are really new and better opportunities that we didn't necessarily have in school, that our students are now creating for themselves, that actually inspires many people to continue to share their stories and actually pushes me to be better as it does many other educators. So here's your challenge for the week. I want you to identify one practice that you have done where you believe you can do it better than what you've been doing before. Something that will benefit maybe an individual student or a classroom, maybe your colleagues, maybe the, the, the teachers and your staff that you serve, and maybe just tweak it. See if you can actually do something a little bit different than you're doing before to actually make it better. And really think about how you're gonna do that, what does it look like, and this is really important. How is that tweaking going to help students? How is it going to get to that excellence that Sine talks about? And so if we just try to, if you look at innovation as this all-encompassing, we need to change everything that we do, you're never going to get there. But if you could just kind of identify one thing that you're doing that you can tweak to make better than what was before, what does that look like and how does it benefit for kids? Then that one thing becomes a second thing, then becomes a third thing, and all of a sudden, your practice is constantly evolving. And one of the things that I always say to people in education is that if you don't look back at the beginning of your career without some embarrassment, you're, you're probably not very good right now. And it's not that you weren't a great teacher when you first started, it's that 
as educators, we need to continuously evolve and continuously better our practice and work on the things that we're doing. And that's ultimately, if you look at innovation as doing new and better things, if we always act like we're new, if we always act in a way that we're trying to continuously get better for the people we serve, you will always be relevant. So I hope you got something out of this. I would love to hear your ideas. You can connect with me on Instagram or Twitter at G Crows. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for taking your time to, to spend with me. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.